Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered University. It's your boy, Big Ruben. I'm here with my guys. It's your boy, man, Professor Travis, everything. <laughs> I don't know why I always laugh at that. What is Jay Boris, man? And we got a special guest with us today, my boy, EC representative. representative. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, sir, uh, your boy, Will Brown. Appreciate you fellas having me on today. Will Brown. Yes, sir. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Grew up in EC, always wanted to be an entrepreneur, then dibbled and dabbled in concert ventures. Um, went right from high school, working in the steel mill, progressed into doing safety, um, and just trying to get it out the mud. Okay, how was that experience going like from being in high school, you know, just being like a normal kid around the neighborhood? Now you you in the steel mill. Like we, I hear people talk about steel. I always think of like older, older people being in the yeah, like steel bro. mills. Dealing with that steel mill, it was like the lifelong dream for mm-hmm. me. My father worked in there. Um, growing up in EC, I was always about the money. So mm-hmm. for me, I looked at there's no other jobs that were six figures that I knew of at the time. Yeah, for sure. Trades wasn't pushed like that, being an electrician, a plumber, roofer. So I knew. College ain't for me. That steel mills where the money is at. I was mm. gonna do anything I could to get there, and that's, that's where it started. That's what's up, man. Yeah, and that, you you right about that because I was having a discussion with somebody at work like that. Like um, when we was coming up, it was always um, college, 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 and college ain't for everybody. You know, it ain't it ain't for everybody. Even even those person who was smart in school, it ain't for, it just might not be for them. But yeah. you know, um, I'm happy now that um, we try to push both. You know, like the trade and the um, college stuff, because everything you go to college for, you can't make money off of. But you know, if uh, like you said, for people who ain't following that trade is always there, and that's gonna keep you steady coming income, you know, for a long time. So and working with your hands, you can take that anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere. yeah. You, you can start go, your own business. You can employ other people to do what you're doing. Working with your hands is is the move. Yeah, for sure, and. And so, like, a lot of that stuff, from here, what people tell me, you can just be able to learn that in high school, you know, back in the day. But now it's like, oh, you got to go to the trade school. Oh, yeah, is, definitely different. Mm-hmm. We all was back in school back in the day. But all that, obviously, when we were in there. Yeah, it wasn't that at all. You could go yeah. to Ivy Tech, do the little mm-hmm. automotive and, yeah. you know, little stuff like that. But even still, when I did it. Mm-hmm. I didn't never show up. You was going to get a C regardless. Yeah. Once you told me that, oh, I ain't take that serious. Because I know I don't want to work on no cars. You yeah. know, that one of my things. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. But, um, sure, man. How y'all we been going, though? Uh, I'm in high school, man. Uh, we had the sectionals at East Chicago Central. Track and field sectionals was, uh, was, was yesterday. And, uh, and we qualified for the regionals. You feel me? That's what's up. I got, I got a hurdle of making making noise. Hey, got so, practice in the morning, nine o'clock. So I call is right, and uh, just to chop it up with him for a little bit, and then uh, I hear in the background he kept like yeah, whispering, yeah, do this, do this, yeah, 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 trying to get them hype. He's like, yeah, ain't no tomorrow, man. Don't talk about what you gonna do next. We do it right now. You know, don't tell him how you could have beat him. Go ahead and beat him. And I was like, man, this this a coach right here, man. Get him hype, man. He's like, yeah, I got him. I got him. Like he ain't doing his little in the background. It's that motivation. Yeah, man. Let him know, man. Hey, sessions comes do or die. Top three major divisionals. You a senior. 
Yeah, really, it ain't no next week. Next week wasn't guaranteed to him. He had to go out there. And he, he, had to, he had to earn his spot. You know, uh, crazy thing is when you, when you run the hurdles, man, anything can happen in the hurdles. So somebody always going to fall. Not always, but they, it's a high possibility it's a somebody might trip. And my man, he was in first place. My, my guy was in first place for a while. Then he dropped the second. Then he dropped the third. Then the dude who took over first was blowing everybody out. He must not have been a football player because when he tripped over the hurdle, he had time to get back up and win that month. But he just stayed down and started crawling. Look, you get your ass up and run. You went first. He started crawling. He wanted some sympathy. And my boy ran right past him. Hey, he got in there. Hey, that's kind of embarrassing, though, at the same time. You in the lead, and then you trip. Yeah, that's, that's a bad look. look that's, that's called the territory. You got to be able to dash yourself off. Yeah, roll and bounce up and uh, get back at it. But, hey. My bad. But, yeah, that reminded me. Like, you still ain't found, because I'm looking. Because I told you, I'm trying to put MJ in track. Because mm-hmm. he fast as fuck. Like, I don't know Lemon Track Club. I need the info after the podcast. Yeah, oh, you, you, you can Sharon follow Cooper. On, yeah, Sharon Cooper. She do her thing. They practice up at uh, at Cayman High School. They about to get started in about two weeks. Sharon Cooper, Shana Cooper, that's a younger daughter. So it's like a, um, a younger kid's a- 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 squad. AM squad? Uh, six to... Oh, six to eighteen. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he'll be nine in November. Mm-hmm. I need something to, Like, he fast, but he doesn't have any technique yet. And it's like, I'm trying to get him to work on his stride and all of that, especially like with him being in baseball and everything like that. Like, you'll be a beast in stealing bases if you knew, if you actually knew how to run. And now he's talking about playing football. I got my reservations against it because he frail. He's how old is he? He ain't. And like, he's, he he's getting long. Like, he's definitely getting, by me being <laughs> short, like he's tall. Like, he's the tallest eight-year-old I've seen. Like, but, but I know that ain't gonna last. But, like, he, he really want to play. So, I was like, okay, you need to know how to be evasive. You need to really know how to, like, harness your speed and run if you want to, like, play this sport or whatever. So, I started football at eight, I think. But uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my, my son play tackle football until he was, like, 12. That, that's, that's really what I meant. I told him, like, we can revisit this conversation when you get to, like, junior high school or something like that. Because I don't want you just out there hitting people or getting hit by people that also don't have the technique yet and mm-hmm. they're really being taught the fundamentals and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. I want it to really be some structure and shit. Because the way, like I said, the way um, it's going with this little league season, I ain't going to put it out there who we playing for and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I see what disorganization looks like, uh, especially okay, okay. at the young age. Like, like what, what city? What city? Fuck it, okay. EC. Like he, he's playing Indiana Harbor Little League, uh-huh. same same league I grew up in. Like with some of EC's greatest like baseball players and shit like that. And it's not the same. Like like the the, the structure isn't the same. The coaching isn't the same. Like and that's no diss to the coaches, but it's like you can tell whatever their new ageisms and nuances are or whatever that that they teach. It's not the same structure that we have. Plus, everybody's a winner now. I didn't grow up like that. Like I wasn't. Like, I grew up under a coach. Like my godfather coached every sport, umped and refereed every sport. Like it wasn't no such thing as 
you get a participation trophy. Like, no, you got to earn this ribbon. You got to earn this trophy. Like, even when I was running track and, and wrestling in elementary, like, if you're going you gonna to take time out your day away from your schoolwork, away from your chores and all that, you're going to give it your all. Like, you really, like, okay, you need to be reading up and watching, like, if it's, if, and I ain't talking about, like, the, the bullshit, WWF wrestling, WWE wrestling. Like, when it was wrestling matches on ESPN, like, I had to watch it, like, I, my godfather was taking me to the bank cages. Like, I was really honing my craft and shit like that. So it's like, I'm not going to shortchange him or Cam when it comes, like, when they hooping, whether they hooping for the wire, for bitty ball or whatever. It's like, like no, like, if you say you want to play this, I'm going to make sure I'm giving you the full access to the equipment, to the coaching, taking the time out. And I just, like, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it at that young level. It's like, we want to make them feel good. So we're gonna let everybody out there run out, run around for forty five minutes to an hour. Yay, at the end of the day, everybody get pizza, everybody get juices and shit. Right. And yeah. ain't nobody learn shit at the end of the day. Like ain't nobody really hone their craft. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody better at the position. They using the T ball or they using the pitch machine. Um when he was playing the Optimus T ball, it was actual T. But not in um he not that he's in EC, they're doing Pitching as well as coaches pitch. So it's like they'll give the opposing pitcher like three to five pitches to get the ball across the plate. Mm-hmm. If it don't work, then the the team that's at bat, their coach will come out and pitch a couple at them to where they can get like a, a decent swing or whatever. And I'm like, number one, it's cold outside. Not right now, but last week it was cold. Like we this shit like this this ain't baseball like this, this ain't, ain't none of what y'all doing ain't none of this it shit. It's taking a little too long, man. Like I'm talking about unnecessary shit. So how so right? So these eight year olds, how they getting the ball over the plate? Um, you can tell there's some out there that's developed. Like mm-hmm. MJ is one of the developed ones. Like he can throw, but you got a couple other ones out there like that first time playing and shit, like, like they don't really have a form or technique. Like, they can't really get the ball from the pitcher's mound across the plate and shit. So, it's like, okay, you you watching a whole lot of, like, on-the-job trial and error when this is the shit that needs to be going on in practice. Like, like where's the where's the fielding exercises? Where's the, like, like just ball awareness? Like, putting a player in an actual position and letting him hone that position, like it's you, you're not seeing none of that. It's just like, oh, we get to run around for 45 minutes and then it's time to go home. Like, no, nah, like when I started, like I was a shortstop, I think center field and first base. Like my godfather went out, got me a first baseman glove, mm-hmm. all that, and I like I learned those positions. Like knew them like the back of like to this day. Like you put me anywhere in the field that I played growing up, and like that muscle memory kicks in like that. Like, I know how to react to all that shit. Mm. You're not seeing that at this age. And it's like, okay, what happens when they really want to start playing? Which goes back to my whole thing about him not playing football yet. Like, if, you, if you're not giving them no foundation and structure at this early age, what happens when you really smacking and hitting and shit? Like, like they don't know, like, the, the, the strike zone and, like, none of that shit. And then, like, that's how you get pe- kids that's paralyzed at 10 years old, 12 years mm-hmm. old. Because they were just out there, but it, like it wasn't no structure and shit. So that's to go into what my week has been. Like that's a couple of work. Like that's what's been going on with me. And okay. shit. How many days a week I practice? Um, they try practice? to do. They try to do. 
they normally have two or three games a week. Like he got a game tomorrow. Oh, okay. And he had a game yesterday. It got canceled because the other team, I guess, was trying to push it back to seven. But I was at work, so his mom um, was taking him. But I think they try to get like at least one or two practices in a week, mm-hmm. which I understand. Okay, you got kids, their parents bring them. The games are normally after the kids got out of school, so like they they have way more games than they actually practice. Practice, that's cool. Like, but it's like, what are you doing in the practice? Like, like that's the that's the shit that is like really like okay, we need to really like u- utilize this time for like like and everybody not gonna be great, but it's like you should at least they should know how to feel the feel the ball. Like they should actually know. The actual proper throwing motion, like they they should know how to place their feet and follow through with the throw. And you mentioned participation. So y'all, y'all got older kids. At what age do they start? Like, all right, it's serious now. Ain't no more participation trophies. I don't know. Like, I don't know. See, my kids ain't even playing sports. Yeah. Like my oldest son, he started with the basketball, and Mm -hmm. we was all excited. Then it was, Mm -hmm. I don't want to play this no more. Yeah. And I never been the type to push Push them to like, oh, you're gonna do something, even though I may have should have, but he wasn't into it. My youngest was playing soccer. Now he getting ready to do a camp where they offer wrestling, um, wrestling, baseball, basketball. And then soccer and I think tennis. Okay. So I'm letting him kind of decide like what you went to. Now I did put my oldest in boxing, mm-hmm. uh, my thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, living yeah. out my dream to him because I wasn't able to box. So he did it for a while, but it was more so the confidence, knowing mm-hmm. how to defend yourself and get in shape. For sure. Because he one of the kids that ready. Oh, my oh. oldest is 13. He boxing? He was. Oh, okay. But then it started being a whole conflict of me working so much, getting mm-hmm. him to practice, letting him be committed yeah. to it, his mom getting off later, mm-hmm. it started being a thing like that. So he may revisit it again. It's something I need to bring up now yeah. that we, we talking about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The reason I ask because, like, you mentioned, like, what you, how old is your son? What, eight, nine? Eight. eight, eight, eight. <clears throat> so I was nine, fourth grade. So I think about elementary school growing up, it was like fifth or sixth grade, you could play basketball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but some people, somebody was fourth grade playing basketball. There was a couple of people in the field that was in the fourth playing. So, um, but I remember like, hey man, you sorry, you sorry. Yeah, that's hey, what it was. Hey, that's what it was. Hey, I remember the coach told me, hey, you gonna make one layup? <laughs> you gonna make one layup? After that, I ain't play basketball no more. Now, I played seventh, eighth grade, but Central Hall done the animal, so. Like, that's what it is. That's because we, and I hate to say it, but it's true. Like, we live in a different time. Um. We we more concerned about like the nice platitudes and not hurting nobody confidence. Look, man, everybody ain't gonna win. Like, and that's that's what we like, we lie to these it's, kids. It's, it's, it's differences out here. Now, I, I I got participation trophies. They say five, six year olds, six, seven year. I probably got you know eighty trophies at the crib or in my room. You know what I'm saying? In my room that I used to have my mama crib. But growing up, baseball participation trophies. Soccer, hell of soccer participation trophies, flag football participation trophies, basketball participation. Now it's a difference. All those participation trophies. We had the participation leagues, then they had those like all star leagues. Like you can play at the YMCA, but to get picked up on that bitty basketball team, somebody, yeah, somebody had to. Okay, I want him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want uh, him right there. Somebody had to choose you. Even at uh, East Chicago, 
they gonna have that All Star team. Yeah. And somebody gonna have to get picked for that All Star baseball team. And I, I wouldn't never get picked for that shit. You talking about the fall league? They were picking me for that All Star baseball league. I think I played Lonnie Randolph twice. All I remember is Randy Artis softball league. He might have got a participation trophy, but that motherfucker was small. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you win it, you get the little big one. But if you look, you might get that small one. Like, those always been there. It's just like, my thing is, okay, like, what happens at the end of the season? Like, sixth grade is over with, man. Ain't no more parts at sixth grade. But First, he, zero through fifth grade, they going to give them to you. But I say, even back then... Maybe it was okay with it. Niggas gonna tell you, sorry, boy. They gonna go in hard on you. But see, and that's what you don't see. Like, cause I be at MJ practice, like, like when I'm off and I can make it, I be sitting up there like watching like the kids and that. Like, they just are running around playing. Like, you ain't you like you not seeing the competition. Like, within like the team itself. Like, you ain't seeing nobody say, you know, oh, you sorry, oh, I'm better than you. Like, then like. Y'all just really out here having fun, which it's supposed to be for. So I, I ain't trying to sound like that, that old fuddy daddy ass nigga and shit. <laughs> but it's like, like, damn, my nigga, like, you not gonna, you not gonna try to be better than them. Like, like y'all just out here, like, legit playing in the grass. Like the game going on. <laughs> Kids, he right there at third base, just sitting Indian style on the base, mm. digging in the dirt. And I'm looking at the assistant coach, this right there, the third baseman coach. I'm like. So you're not going to say nothing about this. Right, right, like, right, right, all right, right. okay. What are we doing here? And it's funny because before uh, MJ Mom put him in Indiana Harbor Little League because they live back in EC now, I had mentioned to her last year during the pandemic and everything like that, like, okay, like, what's going on with Optimus? Because, like, he really loves baseball. So I don't want, like, his skills and all that to diminish because he keep asking this, that, and the third. Like, it's so... Yeah. I looked up. She sent me a text like a month and a half ago. Um, yeah, I signed him up for Indiana Harbor Little League. And I didn't know how much like it had dwindled from mm. when we grew up playing and shit. I'm like, okay, cool, bet. Um, I went out, um, which it was, some shit happened. But I made sure he had all this shit for um, like new cleats, new glove, all that other shit, uh, new cup, all that shit. Mm-hmm. She go to... Um, I had to pay for already. I had to wait for it um, at this Sporting Goods in Maryville. So she go pick it up. I come to the first uh, practice and shit. And I'm like, all right, like they got a nice little team. Like in the leg, they was running some drills. But like as you, as the practices and games started to progress, I'm just like, like y'all not teaching these kids shit. Like like, and I get it. Everybody's trying to get readjusted from the pandemic. Like it's new protocols and shit. But it's like they don't even shake hands no more. No, they do do that at the end of the game. Like, like they, I don't know if they shake hands or fist bump, but they say good game and all that other shit. But it's like, ain't no winner. Like, like it's, it's <laughs> hey, I started, I started T-ball at like five or six years old. Like, it was winners and losers then. Like, yeah, we had participation games, <laughs> but niggas knew who won, niggas knew who lost. Yeah, you did the championship game. Yeah, like so on and so forth. Like, I won the, I won the minor league championship with the White Sox two years in a row. Like. We, me and Kyle Baldwin, rest his soul. Him, Anthony Cerna, like, Anthony Naples, like, we had a squad in two years. Like, we was killing. Mm-hmm. Like, niggas knew. Niggas knew who we was. Like, it's it's not the same. Like, and that's, my thing is, like, we not teaching these kids shit. And it's like, I think it's really fucking up. Like, don't you understand something now? All right, with baseball, 
You're going to have to get one of them little them pictures on the stick. You know, that, that, that stick. Oh, yeah. I mean, stick yeah, yeah. Better, get a ball attached to it like this, and you hit it, and that ball come back around mm-hmm. the swing. You got to have them out there practicing hitting that stick, letting it come back around, hit that stick again. You got to take them to the batting cage. See, I'm, I'm, I'm a coach, and I know that shit, in, in this little hour block, and there's 20 kids out here, they not going to get what they need in this hour block. You're right. And I, it ain't going to happen in that. And it's going to take, it's going to take us as the pops. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me ask y'all this, especially you being a coach. Your son playing. How you say it, basically, there's no winner, there's no loser. Everybody just having a good time. Do you think that that's a negative thing with the participation trophies and them kind of dumbing this stuff down versus how it was when we played sports or you heard people talking trash back and forth? It was like the thing. Now that social media is a, a huge thing to where from the adults to the kids, everybody has access and you hearing these stories about kids harming themselves and things like that. And these some of these situations are really happening. Do you think that with this going on, it's worth taking that away and going back to how we were raised? Because remember, it's a social media era where, you know, you see in with the council culture, yeah. you can't talk to kids a certain way. Like, clearly we know uh, we used to play basketball. Pete and A. You miss a drill, they throw a ball at you. Mm-hmm. Don't get they throw a don't, ball. Don't get started on the mild stories. You do stuff like that now, you fire. Mm-hmm. So, do you think with how social media is and people filming everything and going about presenting stuff in a way to where it's like, you know, you don't want to say this to a kid because you don't know how it plays on their mental? Are you cool with saying, no, we need to go back to? Winners and losers. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a strong proponent of that because I'm a, I'm looking at it from a long term aspect. A lot of the kids that we raising, they are soft. Like like, um, and I forgot who made the comparison to it. It was a comedian, but they were like, you got the kid that grew up playing sports in this era that's now an adult, and they ain't never that kid ain't never been told to work harder, try harder. Like you've congratulated this kid just for being a participant his whole life his or her whole life, and now he gets in the workforce and his supervisor or team leader, whoever is above him or her in the workforce, is giving them constructive criticism. And they don't know how to handle it because they've never been, not necessarily talked down to, but like criticized for the good. And they, they see it as you basically just coming down on them and they don't know how to receive it. So they shut down because like, they don't have no real like moral base or confidence. Like, okay, they're just pushing me. Like they see it as you're tearing them down because all they, all little Timmy and Tanya have been told their whole like, you're great, you're great, you're great. Like, like no, like you, you have because losing is a part of life. You're not going to succeed in everything. So it's like, yeah, like we need that, but it's like you can't, like you said, you can't say nothing to nobody, kids. Um, you can't get loud. I mean, God forbid the whole social media shit. Like somebody can see it and then they try to cancel. Oh, you, you yelled at that kid. Like, look, yelling is a if I wasn't getting yelled at, I knew that this motherfucker ain't even want to deal with me or whatever. Because again, like I said, I grew up in a house with a coach. Like he wasn't hard, but it's like, look, if if I'm gonna take my time out 
and my money to make sure that you got the resources and all of the equipment, you're going to be out there giving 110%. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't want to do it, say that. We can save ourselves some time and some money. But you're not going to be out there half-assing. I'm not going to be taking off from work or overtime or other shit. And you just out here fucking over my money. Like, we're not doing that. As a coach, what you think? Are you cool with the participation and the direction that it's in? Or do you think that it should go back to how it was when you were younger and how people did things back then? I'm cool with participation. Okay. I'm cool with participation up until sixth grade. Like, give them a trophy. Decorate your room full of trophies. Something to feel proud about doing, man. You know, getting that trophy make you feel proud. Yeah, it, do, it does. Your homeboys come over your room. Man, where'd you get that trophy from? How'd you get that trophy? Man, I was an all-star in this. And that, 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 that. <laughs> you got a little so cutoff for you, It's a cutoff for you, though. Yeah, yeah, sixth grade. Sixth grade. Right. Right. What you think, dude? It's a lot of maturity you got to raise. Yeah, probably. I mean, I feel like you still got to let a kid, though. Like, you got to gotta be a little hard. Or not too hard where you just, like, slander oh, every time. Like, some, some people used to slander you all the time. Like, look, <laughs> he, he ain't going to catch that ball. You ain't even got to get out the way for him. He's not going to catch it. Don't worry about it. Just just throw it, hit that way. He ain't going to catch it. But at the same time, you want to build a kid confidence at the same time. Like, hey, he probably can do it. But that ain't on everybody. Everybody, if you if I'm going against you, it ain't my job to tell the opponent that they good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so, hey, they sorry over there. Y'all good, but they sorry. They sorry. Y'all good. Like, you don't even hear coaches talk like that no more neither. Like I remember my coaches growing up, like they used to, like, like you better than them. So I'm yeah. saying you better, like you can't guard you, right? Like, like he, mm-hmm. like, if you don't vote, like I'm used to that type of convo. Like you don't hear coaches talk like that. And I, for me specifically, I think that's why I was never drawn to soccer because you know the stigma with soccer was soccer moms, everybody's a winner. Like, it was like little jokes and, and sketches about that on King of the Hill and shit like that. It wasn't until my cousin actually started playing soccer in high school. Actually, two of my cousins. Like, I didn't know that it was that competitive because, like, I didn't watch it like that. Like, I didn't care because it was like, to me, there was no there was no competition aspect of it, which was like, okay, like, I'm trying to win. Like, I legit got that Jordan mentality. Like, I'm trying to kill you every time, whatever we doing. Like, you know how it was. We play Monopoly. It's like, Hey, I'm going 110 every time. He like, didn't play basketball. Marcus is a hacker, dog. Look, <laughs> look, you got to show me. You got to show me you want this, these two points. Marcus be hacking. It, it's really, man, is your mom coming to the games or is your, your uncles and your fathers coming to the games, man? Mm-hmm. If your mom coming to the game, you know, I'm going to the situation right now. You know, uh, my child's in sports. Uh, my son, afraid to jump in the water. And he said, no, because he's ready to jump in the water for the pool with his pool instructor. I'm scared. Daddy. I looked the other way. Like, nigga. Exactly. Nigga, exactly. I'm not supporting that. I'm not even going. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. Then his mom. It's okay, baby. Jump in the pool. Yeah. Jump in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right here. Do it. Nah, fuck that. Nah, you better jump. You screaming, Daddy, hell no. I'm looking that way. Because I'm not going to support coddling. You know what I'm saying? Then that's really what it boils down to. Like you gonna scrape your knee, you gonna bump your head, yeah. get your ass up. Right. Your, look, look. If you don't want to be out here, say that. 
we can go home. Shit, don't say that. You don't want to be out here. Like, say that, I'm going to make it stay long. Don't, don't, right, don't <laughs> say that. Like, okay, like, if, you, if you legit telling me you don't want to do it, I can respect it. We can find your niche. We can find what you really want to do. But you're not going to be out here wasting precious time and money. Like, we're we not doing that. I understand that, but I can't. I can't honor your opinion until you turn eleven. I respect that. I'm a, I'm a man. Hey, get out there yeah. and do it. You out there, boy? Especially in today's age, with, with the whole like electronics everywhere, like switches, PS fours, fives, Xboxes, all like <laughs> cell phones, tablets. Like you got a million things that make you just sit there and look like a zombie. And you sitting there gaining weight, like you're not doing shit. Like get out there, be active. Like, like, I ain't saying you got to run the streets like we did from sunup to sundown, but it's like, go outside for five minutes. Like, I purposely now, excuse me, I drive around the courts, like, on a nice Saturday like it was today. I want to see how many kids are actually outside compared to, like, when we was young and outside. Like, and the numbers do, like, like the courts don't be packed like how it was. Like, and yeah, we had video games. We had Segas and Nintendo 64s and yeah. Dreamcast and PlayStation and all that shit, but it's like... When it was outside, outside, like whether he was trying to chase the girls or or going with that, whichever court was was packed and shit, like we was outside, like it's so many reasons to stay in the house now. Like, no, nah, go out, get outside and be active. Like, like do do something. I don't give a fuck if you outside doing karate. Like, do something. Um, I like the way um I got Mike put it. He put it like um back in our day, like. The majority of the popular kids play sports. Mm-hmm. Majority of the popular kids play sports. A lot of the guys who got the girls play sports. Nowadays with social media, you ain't you ain't gotta be play sports to be popular. You can get on there, showcase your how you dress, how you talk, how you be funny, yeah. and you you popular now. You ain't, you ain't gotta be playing basketball. I ain't gotta run up and down this court to keep up with these athletic motherfuckers who right, getting all the girls. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You got to look at it that part, too, so. And it's funny, I've never thought about it from that aspect. Like, like ever thought about it. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Smith, he broke it down like that one day. And I was like, yeah, you right. You know what I'm saying? So. But, yeah, keeping it with sports, um, you brought up a topic earlier. Uh, oh, no, you brought up your, your man, the Laker fan, uh, Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. <laughs> Stephen A. Spielfoot. Man, that, that man funny. Go ahead and let the people know. Kwame is slick talker, man. Hey, this is the first time I heard this dude talk so much, right? I never heard him speak. I ain't know what he was like. I ain't know like, that he was country or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the South. Like, none of that. I had never heard him speak before. Never was, expected was, to be country, man. But uh, what happened was, uh, what is it called? What's uh, it's Matt Barnes? Oh, all Steven smoke, Jack, all, all the smoke. smoke. All right, so they is um, talking about um, with Gilbert Arenas. When he came to Washington, and he got to talk about Kwame Brown. So, so that was to uh, HBO. Yeah. So, uh. Silence. He was uh, Rachel, too, ain't it? Because it wasn't that the one where Rachel was on there? Yep, yep. And she right. initially made the statement yeah. about the trade. Yeah. I think. And so, uh. It was Jeannie Buss. Yeah, Jeannie Buss. It was Jeannie that, that talked about it? Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss talked about it. They t- no, oh. what happened was they talked about with Jeannie Buss before, and she brought up right. the trade, and they was like, it was only one player in that trade. Okay. <laughs> and talking about it was Powell, but you know it was Powell and Kwame. So, but uh, I guess he just got tired of being the butt of the joke, man. He been the butt of the joke for good twenty years. He like it's over with that. He got another person who got that platform. 
he gets to speak his voice. Now people like him. I see the comments. People are starting to like Kwame Brown for you know being funny. But when before he spoke up, he was the sorriest nigga that ever played basketball. Right. So, that's just. I hated like, that nigga. What side of the fence was you on? Like, was you? I thought it was funny. Like the the couple videos I saw has been funny because he is like, um, he got to talk about him and Kobe. Like, all right, yeah, we scored eighty two points together. Kobe scored eighty one. I scored one. But he is like, this is the nigga y'all went to see, right? Y'all went to see him score all the points. Yeah, yeah. You see the pics I was saying? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. who the fuck says this shit? Like, is that a, I was yeah. saying good pics I out there. Watch that one. Watch that he one. got so, a he got a bunch of videos. Yeah, he got a whole bunch of videos for him going in on Matt Barnes them. Same them. Matt, Stephen Jack, Stephen A. Smith, yeah. Jamel Hill. He went on the white, what's that white girl you just said? Uh, Rachel Nicholas. Yeah, Rachel Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, Rachel. I ain't, I ain't. Charlemagne the guy. Envy. I didn't see that. Oh, he went to, he said something about Envy. He murdered Charlemagne, dog. He talked yeah. about Jamel Hill. He called mm-hmm. Charlemagne a rapist. Yes. Yeah, uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, he went in on Shannon, did he? Yeah, he went in on Shannon. And that's when I thought Shannon was the real man. I thought that's when it got corny. Yeah. See, my thing was initially when he decided to respond, I was cool with it. Mm -hmm. Shannon and them got on first tape. And all Shannon basically said was Matt Barnes is a uh, friend of the show. He comes on, Steven Jackson as well. Mm -hmm. He said the personal stuff. I'm beyond that. I mm-hmm. felt like they all could have handled that better. Yeah. But basically critiquing your style of play, whatever it was, is what it is. And mm-hmm. my thing is, you know, I, I have no problem with you critiquing that part. Yeah. The personal stuff, you, you could have left all that. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he said. Yeah. Skip was like, as far as people calling him a bus, mm-hmm. Skip said, I give him a pass. He said, because you was up under Jordan and we all know Jordan wasn't the nicest person. Yeah. I didn't understand how Jordan could be so hard and killing his confidence and you the one who picked him up. Yeah. So I didn't understand that. Then you went from that to you get with Kobe. Yeah. Kobe's almost the exact same, <laughs> if yeah, not worse Jordan. than what Jordan was. Like, so, he, so Skip say I give him a pass. Mm-hmm. Kwame get on there like, yeah. And I don't know <laughs> what y'all mean by give me a pass. Like I, I assume y'all was trying to take up for me. But I don't know what y'all, re- why y'all don't reach out to me to give me an opportunity to tell my side of the story and how things, how, y'all already said on the platform, y'all don't know like the ins and the outs. Mm-hmm. Why don't y'all have me on there? And Shannon Sharp, you, you be in there talking about black, I know how you be talking about KD. Mm-hmm. Bro, what does that have to do with, yeah, with you? Nothing. These brothers just basically let it be known, like the personal stuff. Did he go in on Shannon or not? Yeah, yeah he went in on Shannon, yeah. and that's that that he part shot. threw me off. That's, that's yeah, because he started Cause, talking about uh, KD mama should have checked him and like yeah. all of the. It should have said Shannon, should have said Stephen A. Smith. No, so he was talking about slapping Stephen A. and all yeah, that, but right. he made remarks about Shannon, Shannon. Sharp because he first started off like. I don't know if y'all was trying to defend me, 
or yeah. not. But mm-hmm. I don't get what y'all saying. Give me a pass. Give me a pass for what? Like, what is y'all trying to say? They basically was like defending him. Mm-hmm. But then I think what it was was he caught the fame and realized, oh, people listening to me. Yeah. He going everywhere with it. Right? Yeah. You want yeah. Jamel Hill. You want Charlamagne the guy. You want. And don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. If these are people who making statements about you, because I know how that is. Like anybody, mm-hmm. you hear somebody say something about you, you gonna respond. Yeah, for sure. But to me, it gets corny. Kwame ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it Your mama ain't corny. shit. Your mama's cooking. See, Blame. Yeah, man. See, here we go. Your mama's cooking bland. <laughs> Bro. Taste some of my mama's, my auntie's cooking. That's just yeah. the shit, nigga. Like, and that's, like, okay, and that's why. We I'm, have a cook-off in like, this bitch. I was, I was all the way. Mayday. Until, until he brought Matt Barnes' kids in and, and that whole Derek Fisher shit. And it's, <laughs> like, I thought, because I thought it was too far, like, and that's why I respected what Stephen Jackson said. I love said. that shit. Like, because he was like, fam, it's like, we're just talking about on the court, like, when push came to shove, you were sorry. Like you were sorry on the court. Like you seven, you seven one, two <laughs> two fifty plus. Like you right at the rim and you tricking fucking layups. Like, and, but I I was all the way with Stephen Jackson until I heard like you said what Skip said, and it never dawned on me he went from Jordan to Kobe. Like it, it's it's documented that. Both of them niggas is assholes. And they the court. hate it. They hate it by like she even Pippen to it. Like you that's why Pippen and I was going back and forth. Oh LeBron Grace, now Jordan Grace, because Pippen hated playing with Jordan. Like, like he knew he was gonna win, but it was like Jordan was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Like like yeah, like they they made your life a living hell. But if it wasn't you, somebody was gonna always be referred to as the sorriest player in the league. It just happens to be you. Because you sorry and you that big, you ain't had no business being that sorry. Like, <laughs> like you don't. Like, and I ain't trying to talk shit about it. He was sorry, man. He was just the number one. Stop pick. it. Stop it. Look, no, no, no. no. He, he was a sorry. Ass it, it was some niggas who, who was on the league who didn't get in the game, yeah, or who only lasted three years. But like the team, he was seven one. Twelve you seasons. You were not not gonna play him if you cared about your job. Like, so it's like it's not it's like it's not my well, it is to a degree my part as a coach because I'm supposed to develop my player. But it's like, you're going to fire me if I got this big-ass nigga sitting on the bench. So it's like, I'm going to put him out there, and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope for the best. Mm. Like, he never developed. Like, never. Like, Dwight was able to be great for as long as he was because he was brute strength. He never had developed no footwork or no shit like that. But in Dwight's heyday, a consecutive rebound leader, Defensive player, two or three or four defensive player of the years and shit like that. Like, yeah, like, he brought shit to the table to mask the fact that he never progressed, Mm -hmm. um, like, offensively and never developed, like, a real go-to move or skill set. Kwame Brown had none of that. Like, he didn't have no athleticism and he didn't have no technique. So, you just big. Hey, and out there, and I'm a huge. You know, I'm a huge Lakers fan. So when I always bring that shit up, like, look, Kwame Brown was sorry as hell. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say, he's sorry. But um, no, going back to your point when you was mentioning how you was talking about Shannon, I'm like that. That one, one I ain't like because yeah. they was actually they actually made me look at it different. Like, right. right. So this nigga was sorry, but he was playing with Jordan and Kobe, who they gonna tell you sorry every day. And he was seventeen, and you was a young kid too he was, at the he was same time. He, 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 he was seventeen. He kept now. And now I will say this, and this is why I said like I kind of thought it was corny because when you, and this is just my opinion, when you look at the whole, when you watch enough of his videos, Quality. he in one sense is talking about man, you can't call me a boss 
Like, there's nothing yeah. that you... I made it to the league. Mm. I bought my mama a house on acres. I was able to start businesses. I was wealthy. I was this and I was that. Mm. But then he gets on and he continues to talk as he's responding to everybody. Then it leans into the, I was a 17-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah feel Then sorry, it's like, yeah. come on, man. What side of the first year is on some... No, I, I made it. Like, mm. you looking at points, stats mm. as a boss. I'm looking at... I changed my family's life. Money. So I ain't a boss. Right. But right. then you start to now, but I yeah. still want a little sympathy from yeah. y'all. Like because but, but, but he wants that sympathy because they were talking bad about yeah. him, about being an agent. And, and it was, yeah. was fond of all of And see, yeah. my, my thing is, what side of the fence you going to be on? Yeah. Do you want the sympathy and use the whole Jordan and Kobe and, yeah. and, and you know, I was a youngster? Or are you going to be the whole, I mean, you can't call me a boss. Because I was successful, I made it. I was in yeah. that thirteen year. Yeah, he was. You saying that, that in one sense, but then the next minute, man, I was seventeen. Like what's that? He was like, y'all, y'all talking. It's, it's about me when I was an eighteen year old kid, seventeen year old kid. I feel everything you said, but I didn't know he was talking smack about Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was talking. He went in on that. So that's movie. that's yeah. I didn't I didn't see that. He was and his but y'all his said it. Was, but I don't like that. Everything else about my man, down Kwame, black man, I'm with. I'm with. See, and, and, and I had an issue with that though too because it's like I was like them first initial two videos where he went in on um, uh, Gilbert Arenas and, and, and Stack and and uh, and Matt Barnes and shit. I was with him, and then. You legit went and you made it personal about Matt Barnes. Then you made it personal about Stephen Jackson. Like, okay, if your argument is y'all got this national platform and y'all on TV, blah 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 blah, tearing down black men, you can defend yourself all day long. Mm -hmm. But the moment you step into a realm and you start going at them, they personally like you bringing up Stack being the blood and him tricking on holes. That's real. He he, 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 he can bring it up, man. Like, no, because that ain't got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. We talking about on the court shit. Like, because... The price of tea in China? Yeah. I never heard of... Like, like... like, like, Man, you see? Like, 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 hey... That's like, King Vice Lord. Yeah, King Vice Lord. He got me to But it's like, look, dog, like, the whole shit is, you were sorry on the court. Like, like you, like, you didn't pan out as a player on the court. They ain't mm-hmm. talking about you as a person. They ain't talking about your upbringing. They ain't talking about your family yeah. life. Yeah. You bringing up this man's kids, his ex-wife, what, what him and that other man had going on as far as, like, 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 it was too much personal yeah. shit. Who the, one trainer, personal who, shit? who the number one trainer person on YouTube? That's, I, you, yeah, know, that's that's you know what's crazy, though? Know. That's going to last for like another week and a half. Yeah, they, because, he's going Because like, he's a one-trick pony. Like, like he's, he's saying the same Yeah, stuff. like yeah, over and over again. You're going at them. You're going at them. You're going at them. At a certain point in time, that's going to get old. What can you do? Like, you got our attention. What's your next trick? Because you can't keep just putting a rabbit on your head. Like, I'm going to eventually figure that out and I'm going to get bored by that. So you got to be able to talk somebody in half or, or do some no, other that's shit. That's going to be that's just going to be his thing though cuz you know why? Cuz he's always going to come up that he's sorry. And and, and we got we got to keep it real when he went personal even though like you said I agree 100% when he get there it's corny. But we knew it was going to go there yep. because what else do you have? Yeah. Steve yeah. Jackson put it out there. Put my stats against your stats, mm-hmm. and and let 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 that speak for itself. Mm-hmm. You weren't so better than Matt Barnes. Right I think the whole thing was corny. Straight I up, think the man. whole thing was corny. It's really corny did. for sure, but it was entertaining. It's it was funny, entertaining, it's funny. but it, it, it got corny. So yeah. it like, got corny. I th- so. I th- I think you're not riding with Kwame. I, 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 I can't ride. I'm not riding with him. Yeah. But I think okay. he's gonna get a bag behind it. 
Like yeah. I, somebody, somebody yeah. he gonna be on somebody's podcast. So it's on no, podcast. I, I heard so they invited him. Yeah, they invited. He turned it down. Matt Barnes said, "Listen, at the end of the day, you talking about my personal life. Hey, that's old. But if that's what you want to say, I'll let you have it." He wasn't better than me. You was still a scrub. I stand by what I said. You're a scrub. But if you want to get your, your, your stuff off, come on the show. This is the best platform to do it. And at the end of the day, all of what you're saying you're going to do, I'm with that too. If we got to throw hands, shake hands later, we can do all of that. But come to the show. You can air out your feelings, and we can do it like that. Yeah. If I come to your show, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the number one attraction. Man. I'm coming to your show. Making your platform better. Nah, I ain't got no, nothing. Nah, you can't even say it's making it better, though. It is. But you got to think, too, after... People still coming to you with, with an offer, though. Yeah. And then, you know, this is the most... This, keep it real, this is the most attention he even got. And his whole... Like, as far as, like, being trained, outside, like, outside of the joke. Outside of the draft night. Yeah. I'm going to tell y'all an interesting thing. Uh, I got a guy who comes from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And he comes up this way. No, straight up. He comes from Georgia. He was in Brunswick. Now, um, I forget what area he stayed in. But he actually had a problem with Kwame's brother. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who, way before this had started, he had been told me, like, Kwame was always cool. Stay to himself. Like, he was really the guy that I'm playing sports. His brother, then, was the ones in the streets getting mm-hmm. money. And it was that type of situation. But also what was crazy, where he stays now in Brunswick, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, where he got killed, it's five minutes from where he stayed. Oh, Who got killed? The Ahmaud Arbery. Oh, Ahmaud Arbery. Mm-hmm. So the spot where he got killed, my mm-hmm. guy that I'm talking about stays five minutes from there. Wow. Five minutes. That's crazy. And he know he didn't he didn't know the youngster, but mm-hmm. he knew his uncle. Yeah. Because everybody was trying to figure out, like, they stay when I say these people have this under wraps mm-hmm. to that point, he didn't even know, and he stayed there. Damn. He didn't know nothing about it. When I started bringing it up to him, like, bro, don't you stay in this area? He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. When this happened, I'm like, bro, we just got the yeah. news, but this was like two months ago mm-hmm. that this actually happened, yeah. bro. He didn't even know. That's how good they had this whole thing under wraps. Check wow. this out, though. Yeah, issue with Kwame brother, Kwame Brown's brother. Yeah, they had they had a personal issue. But you know that Charlemagne exposed that Kwame Brown's brother is a murderer. Oh yeah, he, he let it be known oh, that that's his brother's me. like with it. Oh yeah, yeah his I brothers know. is with it. Brothers got a jail. Oh, I ain't know that. And his father is a murderer too. Damn. No, that's, that's crazy. crazy. All this, all that man. I mean, that's news to me. That's crazy. I'm not man. telling it like like. Kwame, my man. <laughs> Charlemagne put it out. I've been watching your videos, man. Kwame Brown, Buzz Light. He <laughs> Charlemagne, bro. <laughs> Kwame Brown, Buzz Light, man. I, I sat down yeah. and watched a whole hour your ish. Think about how many niggas his brothers that probably whooped because they yeah. told his brother was sorry. They are the niggas. <laughs> Gotta fight their whole life for Kwame Brown. And this is just whoop somebody ass. That's crazy. That's news to me, man. Like, a lot of celebrities, though, be like that. Like, they either got, like, a close relative that's, like, really crazy. Man, like, I think we all got somebody in our family. Yeah, Or true. somebody close enough that we look at as family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just the celebrities. We yeah. all. Yeah, that's true. 
not true. But when you hear about it, you be like, damn, man, this nigga Richie think, all right, man, all right, he rich. He probably got this person close to him. This person ain't going to really do no crazy stuff, but they always end up doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Love about Kwame Brown, though, man. Just, what you got going on? What you got going on, though? Man, so this week here was a was an interesting week for me here. I'm uh, trying to get another comedy show off the ground. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the pandemic, everybody anxious to get out in the world again, start to get entertained. So I feel like it's the best opportunity to do some uh, comedy. Reach it out to a few artists, and it's been a struggle getting artists to respond back. Um, I won't say which artist I tried to because somebody beat and took my idea. Yeah. But one of the artists, their mother passed away. So uh-huh. I was like, ah, you know, that kind of was a sucky situation. Um, but I had another idea of what I wanted to do. I, I got something in the works for the ladies. I'll kind of tell y'all mm-hmm. off air. But I found a space mm-hmm. to let me operate the way I wanted to. So that was a blessing. So things got a little better. At first it was like, oh, I'm not getting the right responses i'm getting no responses so mm-hmm. now i'm finding a space for a whole different avenue targeting mm-hmm. the lady so i could say everything ended on the up and up okay but i am i am i want to put this out there what my goal has been i've been trying to use social media a little bit more and getting active to let people know my goal is to try and network with a lot of people that's looking to do business ventures okay. you know not just okay what you want to do and yeah i ride with you you got something going but but you need a little funding and it makes sense on both ends. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to network with people and get, get some things going. I try and tell people I'm looking to get more um, assets over liabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also jumping into the real estate game. Um, at least the last eight months, I started a real estate company for myself looking to buy and flip. So that's definitely my goal, trying to network with a team of people who are realtors, people who do the fixing and flipping. And just get to learn the ins and the outs of it. So those are some of the few things that I got going on. So definitely, if y'all know somebody that got some legit business ventures going and they want to sit down and might need a little capital or something we can do together, definitely connect that because that's what I'm looking for. For sure. That's what's up. Um, just to jump back to the comedy thing because um, you know, I think like that's the thing that always draw a crowd and people love that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you find like... um? That is more so like people don't want to do it because of the COVID restrictions or it's just like maybe they got, like how you mentioned someone. Miles so what I think, um, the, the thing that I'm experiencing right now, I think that there are still a lot of markets like the Atlanta market, mm-hmm. the California market, Houston. I think there's places like that that never slowed down for certain people. Certain people start working on their social media presence. That started being a big thing for a lot of folks. So I think now it's one of them. Mm, Indiana's not a market that yeah. just pops out to you. So it's like I could weigh my options and see what these markets are offering first. And I think it's a stall out game because now that people are starting to get out, being able to book these artists, they kind of in control to say, well, yeah. I might only want it 15000 out, but now I could get you for twenty five. So I think it's a waiting game with certain artists. Um, I think, too, um, being able to lock in a guaranteed venue. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably something that I would assume may be a little deterrent for certain artists because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having them with two options. Mm-hmm. One that I wanted to do was the new hard rock. Mm-hmm. I thought I could come in there with a bang. Mm-hmm. Brand new casino, attracting a lot of people. People are already mm-hmm. winning money on there. Yeah. they filming in there, taking pictures. So it's the main attraction. So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, 
a lot of these casinos are open to promoters getting out there and doing business. I'm like, man, why not be the first person to bless that in, draw a crowd, but mm -hmm. talking to the right people that connect in that, I think that's a little, a little bit of an issue. So I think mm -hmm. artists are like, mm, is he really sure? Because yeah. you got this venue, but you also got this as an option. But the mm -hmm. way I word it, letting them know the two venues that right. I chose, they're in close, close proximity of each other. So, okay. you know, I think that's the issue that I've ran into. Because uh, I brought up COVID because um, I know I've heard that like some comedians don't still don't want to be like in the close proximity yeah. of people. And um, I've even heard like different comedians doing it like outside, you know. And, yeah, I'd be open to that. <laughs> yeah. And, and with Indiana, you know, the weather's so fickle sometimes yeah. that, um, you know, with it being starting to get warm out, you know, that's like an option where, um, but I don't try to think of a place where everybody do it, but. That's, all, that's just one thing that ran across my mind. And mm -hmm. if that was one of the cases, something you probably could have I haven't seen. ran into that so far mm -hmm. as far as, like, the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, myself as well, I try and be cautious of that same thing. Like, yeah, for man, sure. You know, because I would hate for somebody to try and say, oh, I was here at this, this event, event that your name is on, and I've got it. Yeah. And not I can control it, but you know mm -hmm. how people spend stuff in, mm -hmm. in the media and right. point the finger at you and it could potentially hurt hurt your reputation, yeah. but I, I did choose that over music. I think that right now mm -hmm. with uh, our area, if you ain't coming with a bang, one of these top artists, I don't think people are coming out to show love and support the way that you would want them to, at least the way I would like to do it. Yeah, sure. But with comedy, you got all ages. Mm -hmm. Like when we did the whole Crunchy Wayne, yeah. guy that didn't cuss, he was on the come up. He was funny. He was mm -hmm. killing social media. Yeah. So we had everybody come out. You had the older folks. You had people my age. What was it up? Young. Lexus Hall in East Chicago. Yeah. And by the way, we was the first ones in the Midwest mm -hmm. to bring Country Wayne. So, you know, just want to put that out there. Yeah. He wasn't doing that at the time, yeah. though. But, yeah, he, he was just strictly like him with his little skids. And, I didn't know he was that little in person. Yeah. yeah. He real Tiny, skinny. He real skinny, yeah. little small guy. yeah. Like real mm -hmm. tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that you you bring those things to like our area because you know you don't see that a lot. At and, all. and then even like the area that we in, some people be nervous about coming to places too, just because the reputation. That, and the thing know, that people got to realize with this, and this is something that I I don't understand. Mm -hmm. We all say in the area we want more, mm -hmm. why we can't have, but when we bring it. People don't want to support it. Yeah. Or still the negative of, man, these people ain't really coming. Mm -hmm. Do y'all not realize when we do these shows, you we request video drops from these artists to let them let the, the fans know, hey, this person is really coming yeah. where we say they're going to come. Mm -hmm. It ain't always about me putting it on the radio. We get video drops where you hear these people say it out their mouth. Yeah. Come to East Chicago, Indiana, or wherever it is that mm -hmm. you actually bring these artists. And then... What I also don't understand is when people run with the narrative of, ah, not in this area, you know, because this, that, and the other happened. Mm -hmm. What y'all think goes on in Chicago? Yeah. We give y'all the same concert, even cheaper, without all the hassle of the parking. Mm -hmm. And people still got to find a way to talk about, mm, mm -hmm. maybe not, I don't think so. But you will run right over to Chicago, mm -hmm. where you're going to get charged way more. Mm -hmm. And we're giving you the same quality show. Yeah. Any show that you put out there, you got to have police, not security. You are entitled to have police. It is in these people's contract. Mm -hmm. What better security than the police? Yeah. I mean, we did party in peace. 
we had two girls that fought. Over 5,500 people that was out there. Yeah. Two girls fought. Two white girls. Yeah. And before people even knew they fought, they was up out of there. I didn't even know nobody fought them. That, that's what, that, just as fast as the licks was going, yeah. they was up out of there. I don't understand it, but... I mean, and I really, I really love Party in Peace. Like, I feel like that is one of the best events East Chicago has ever had. You know, I Vegas. Mean, I mean, what, what do we, what were we talking about before the show started? Like, there's always gonna be like a space where people, are, they, they just gotta hate because they don't know anything other than that. Because for whatever reason, they're unhappy with the choices of how life played out for them. So, yeah. anytime something positive is going on next to them or for somebody that they know or familiar with instead of just looking back like hmm I use that as inspiration or let me put a bird in there see if they can drop some game or some knowledge on yeah. me show me how to put like get my foot in the door and, uh, and jump start my stuff or whatever it is, or help me find my niche their go to is which is a defense mechanism let me talk shit mm-hmm. like it's way easier to talk shit than to come to you hat in hand hey how, how you do that yeah. um like can I pick your brain? Like, what gave you the idea? Like, all of that stuff. And it's it's sad, but that's just that's just how people are. And I don't even want to just say our people because it's other people from walks of life. But it's like mm-hmm. with us, especially all of us being from EC and as close knit as we are as a as a community and everything like that. It should never be a reason why I I can't call you or you can't call him and so on and so forth. Because we all got the same vested interests. Like, yeah, yeah. we are trying to get as much out of the city and out of the city or pour into the city as possible. It's one of the three, if not all three of the things. Like, it should never be no room for hate. But, again, pride is a motherfucker. Yeah, you ain't lying. Like, it's, like it's, it's, it's a motherfucker. And as great as it would be that, okay, oh, yeah, you you doing party in peace. You a videographer. The ears is a rapper. Like I mean, content and, and and media and all of that, the the supply of exchange should be endless. Like it should never be like like the back and forth. Like you need an entertainer, you need a videographer, you you need a platform, you need somebody to pull up the shit. Like it should be like that clockwork. And whoever else we need for whatever else, it should be an endless supply of exchanges. But instead of that, we got to go out the city to do this. Yeah, we got to go out the city to do that because as dope as that motherfucker would be to. To help with whatever it is that we doing, you got to get past their pride and uh, they doing that. Uh, you know I don't want to do it. Like it's it's always some negative shit, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's sad because like it hinders the overall goal. Like ain't nobody trying to step on nobody's toes or hate on nobody. But At again, all. motherfuckers is miserable, and, <laughs> and like like and it's sad to say it like that, but it's it's the truth. Like people are miserable, but not excuse me at what somebody else is doing. They're miserable at the decisions and how life played out for them. Your success is a reflection of their failure. Straight up. Or just being stagnant. Like, it's... You ain't... Again, my favorite quote is, Rome wasn't built in the day. Like, like it wasn't. Like, you gotta do the work. Like, as long as you did more today than what you did yesterday, that's the only thing that should matter. Like, eventually, you gonna get to your finish line and you gonna set a new goal. Like, but, but don't hate on a motherfucker trying to do positive shit and putting forth shit like because you can't say that oh I gotta run to Chicago I gotta run here I gotta go down and that and no you got a motherfucker bring you quality top tier artists yeah to your front door mm-hmm. and to be able to say that like Atlanta puts on they sit 
Cali. Nap has their own, obviously. Everybody has their own to say, like, hey, this is the spot. And that was the goal to say, like, where I grew up, while we can't have that, our own little, little mm-hmm. niche. One thing I brought up, when and I don't know. say our own, what do you mean? Meaning, you know, you're going to have the, in Atlanta, you got the TIs, the Jeezys, that's, that's from Atlanta. Who is our? When you say our? What I mean by ours is, like, well, I'm from D.C. So, giving E.C. something to say, this is ours. Giving the show to them, whether even anybody from Gary or Hammond, they have constant. How many shows. ECs make Atlanta? There's gonna be a lot of them. How many ECs make Chicago? We, we, we gonna need a lot. So when I say our, you know, I can't just speak for like Cali, man. Cali, man, our, we gotta have this. I can't just say Honky Town. We gotta have this in Honky Town. I need this Honky Town. I need the mall in Honky Town. I need the shopping center. I need the gas station in Honky Town. My hour might my, my damn it be the whole 219. Well, well, for me, I don't have a problem with the whole 219. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, def, the, the right direction. And that's kind of what I'm hitting at like when I say hours. It don't have to be because I would never just sit there and say, or oh, strictly Calumet because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. We already know there ain't enough people to, to get my money back for what I yeah, paid for these yeah. artists. So, yeah, definitely the whole 219. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. We don't have anything like this other than when Party and Peace came. There yeah. was nothing else like that. Now, don't get me wrong. At Wolf Lake oh, and yeah. Hammond, okay. they are they starting to kill like it that. over there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, when you think about East Chicago... These people have something to look back on and say, like, dang, that, that really did happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't get these artists on the downside of their career. Mm-hmm. These artists were on the charts at the time, them. on the radio, on video, the come up. I, I think, I think uh, the nigga who rocked the show at the end, he was on the come up, though. He, like, he huge. What's his name? Uh, that was Thug. That, that you know, Uzi. Uzi. I ain't even heard of that Yeah. Yeah. I might have like just heard of him, but mm-hmm. boy, he came through, dog, crowd surfed and did everything. Yeah. And yeah. Out. I look at that party in peace. That like how you mentioned that could have been that's like our thing. That could have been yeah. like a Coachella when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, and a Lollapalooza could have been like that. You know, mm-hmm. like like I love that shit. Like because you that was the first time that ever happened in EC ever, and it's been the last time it ever happened in EC. Like you said, you mentioned. Uh, was it Wolf Lake when Hammond has yeah. it? But them yeah. artists outside of who Two Chains, I don't know if Two yeah. Chains actually came. came. They kept artists like in the twilight of their yeah, career. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The Nellies and Snoop Dogs, who they yeah. legends, but hello, yeah, cool J. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's an opportunity to still do that. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at you know people looking at entrepreneurs and different businesses that's going. There's a lot of people that we can touch and say, oh, this person is doing this, this mm-hmm. person is doing that. Um, there's opportunities to still do it. I think it just has to be drilled in our people to support when these things are going. And I, mm-hmm. I see people are doing a better job at it because you see everybody with their clothing lines mm-hmm. and you know things of that nature. You got people with cologne, some people coming mm-hmm. out with shoes. People are starting to support it. It's just continuing that. Yeah. And then one thing I, I, I say... Um, that I try and do for myself, and I, I wonder, do y'all ever think about this? I try and make myself more accessible to people. Now, I ain't just 
running down on anybody, just, hey, you want to do business, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there was a time that I used to get a whole lot of DMs from people that I would just look at and be like, man, if you don't get gone about Mm -hmm. my DM, because you know, like, there's nothing about you that strikes me as business. Mm -hmm. And then I started wondering in my head, like, do I carry myself in a manner to where you feel I'm approachable? Not that I'm the biggest business person, but I've done things to where you can say like, oh, okay, this is legit that he did. Have y'all ever thought about when we talk about bringing businesses and other people, like you said, that that sit there and hate because they're not in the mix of it and don't know how to go about doing it? Do you ever sit back and wonder, am I approachable enough for people to feel comfortable to eliminate the hate? You ever think about that? Um, For me, I I try to keep just my person like I don't necessarily want to call it like an open door policy but if you come to me with some positive shit whether it's like words of encouragement or you trying to pick my brain I feel like my door is always open um because again I know who I go to or whatever when I'm trying to pick mm-hmm. their brain or, or get a, a word of advice or just like some some positive shit so it's like I don't ever want to be perceived as the person that's like oh uh, you can't never ask Marcus for shit or about mm-hmm. shit or whatever because he blah blah blah. Like no, like I think that's fucked up because again, like I truly believe that I'm the definition of it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I grew up in a crib, yeah. I live with my mom, but at the same time, she worked two jobs. I grew up in a house with like half of my first cousins and shit. So like I know, I know the definition of like oh shit, like from sun up to sundown. Like I'm on drumming or I'm in Lakeside or I'm in the projects in my auntie crib, like. I spent so much time around my family. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to when, like, mm-hmm. when I'm trying to like progress and shit. Like, I got to bounce ideas off them first because, yeah. like, that's that's what I know. So it's like I could I, I could never ever like have that mentality. Like, okay, I've made it. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to go through three, four motherfuckers before you get to me or whatever. Like, no, nah, like I'm I feel like I'm really easily accessible. But it's like like you said, you can't come to me with some bullshit. You can't come to me with some foul shit because. I really believe, like, just like with my kids, when I'm doing business or when I'm trying to do some shit, like to progress, my time is valuable. Like, and if I if I'm gonna put a bird in your ear or whatever, I'm not like I'm not doing it to waste my breath. Like, I want you to get the same information I got, and if I don't know it, trust me, I know the person that could put you in the position to whatever it is you're trying to go to. So it's like, like I could I could never have that. Like, oh no, he ain't gonna fuck with me. Type that. But if I ain't fucking with you, it's because you done did some foul shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's that's the only way. I, I say I'm gonna relate it to um, me doing videography. Um, when we started out doing videography, it was like so hard just to learn the different shit. And the niggas who I would like look up to, who were like made it day on social media doing anything, they wouldn't tell me shit. Mm-hmm. So I I had it in my head like, man, it's enough money for us out here to make this because. The same rapper go code to four people, the same four people, and get their videos done. Yeah. So I don't really care about telling another person, hey, you know, if you do this or do that, if you trying to figure out how to do slow motion, do this, uh, you know, this editing software. I I don't have no problem teaching someone that or, you know, helping with that or if they want to come with me on a shoot and see how it's done. Like I don't care, like, cause I hate it when I'm just trying to learn, especially if I see you working and you trying to learn. Like, I hated doing that, and then, like, people, like, hit you up, like, yeah, man, I see you working. Like, nigga, yeah, you saw me working, you saw me ask you for help, too, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> damn. I mean, but you got to realize, like, it's, that's a double-edged sword, because 
just because you come to me for advice, I if if I'm the person that you come to, depending on where I'm at mentally, I could view you as competition. And it's like I don't and as sad as it is, my my perspective could be you're taking money out of my pocket. Hey, or you taking food out hey, of my family kids. And, and yeah, like, I get it. Like, what's that? Darwin's theory, survival of the fittest and shit like that. That's fake, if we're mm-hmm. being honest. Because, uh, like, I know it's a cliche. I know it's a cool thing to type and say and make status out of. But it really is enough money out here for everybody. Like, it's it's endless supplies of, mm-hmm. of everything that you need. Like, despite the natural resources and shit. But it's like, as far as, like, knowledge and, and information and all of that, fam... If if a thousand niggas start clothing lines, mm-hmm. that's not gonna take a dollar out of my pocket. If niggas like my clothing line, yeah. it's a million brands of shoes. Jordan making money hand over fist. Yeah, like, and and that's why I said it didn't really bother me because like, I if people hit me up for shoe, if I ain't got time to do it, I'm gonna refer them. Is is ain't got time to do? It, I'm referred to Sleepy. Or I'm for sure to um, Futron. Like them four niggas. Or now um, I got B Dot. Who I used to shoot his videos a lot. He was always like, "Hey, yo, help me with this." When he started shooting videos, I was like, "All right, you know, what I'm saying if he got time, he'll do it." So that's like, and I've seen that come back to me too. At the same time, like if they unable to do it, they hit me up like, "Yo, somebody want this done? Can you do it?" And like that's why I always like kept that going. Like, I, if somebody asks me a question, even if it's something simple as you know, what's a good camera? You know, what I'm saying yeah. I'm gonna tell you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you what's a good camera. I'm going to tell you what's good software that I personally like to use or one that might help you in your situation or what you're trying to accomplish or help you point you in the right direction. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just hated that when I was, you know, when I first started out. So, like, that's one thing I always say I'm going to do and I don't really care. If, you know, I want to see, you know, if you grow up and you, I mean, if you grow up to be the biggest, like, I love Sleepy videos. Like, Sleepy was shooting videos before me. And then he had stopped. And I remember him always bigging me up on my videos when I started doing them. And he always been like one of like the best to me from around here at least. Like I always like his videos, like just the quality of it has been A one. So like I I wanna see other people get that same A one shit going. So And got plug my boy Julius when we was building the whole stadium high. Boy, Julius was out there shooting a little something for us. Oh, man. yeah. Julius, Julius looked out for us. Yeah, man. Julius I, looked out for us. It was crazy. It's like, I, the way I am now, man, like, he'll tell you, too, because I'll lose footage in a minute, man. <laughs> I'll lose a, a hard drive drive. That's why I got, like, four of them now, just backing them up. And that's something I learned from. Um, what's the name? I can't even think of his name right now. B-Dot. B-Dot. was like, man, just buy all these and... You know what I'm saying? You'll be straight, so you keep backing them up, and you won't have to worry about if the computer crash, you lost everything. So, like, it's just be little stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. So, I see, you know what I'm saying? You're doing your thing, man. I'm about to bring in some some artists, some some uh, some comedians and stuff. That's the goal. Did that PPP come through? <laughs> Definitely stay away just... from the PPP. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely stay away <laughs> from the PPP. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but you know what though? With the PPP, I don't even knock certain people who did it. If if you're gonna really put it into something that can generate you some money, Mm -hmm. but when you on section eight, and now you talking about you make a hundred thousand dollars and you got employees, 
Hey. Yeah, when they go and put you in the paper for getting picked up, I'm gonna go and share that article. I typically stay away from that, but I'm gonna go and share that article. I'm gonna tell you something for you ones who went to a real bank and did that. Ooh. Just let you know, man. Get your money while you got it. Take it all. Yeah. Do what you gonna do positively with it, cause that shit's coming soon, man.
Like, like that shit retarded. Like, that shit is really, really retarded because you could have, like, it's just documentation. You can and do like that you shit said, You can Google it because we know why we talk about this. Our phone's listening. So they about to show us an ad that say, hey, yeah, right, right. Like, get yeah. your PPP done. As soon as we log on to YouTube, that's going to be the first ad. Get your PPP. My phone listening, man. man. I cut all that off. Tracking. Yeah. What our time, man? What we looking like? We at 115, hour and 15. Anything else I want to touch on? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think we didn't cover anything, man. I think uh, we ain't talk about rap. We always talk about rap at least once. We talked about the Stadium High, but J. Cole album, man. Wow. Yeah, that was a good album for me right now. Um, I, I give it a strong, a strong 8, 8.5. Like, yeah. That, that song was 21. Hey. Like, I, need, I need an album for real. Uh, a tape or something. Uh, just them two. You just said what I was about to say because I was thinking, like, hey, man, they, they didn't deal with two or three songs together. No, no, and they, two. Just, just the one on two. And they all been good songs. So I was like, dang, I like how they compliment each other yeah. on the song. And then, but that got me thinking, though. About artists who do songs together, who just like, all right, this is gonna be a good song. Like, we had uh, Nas and Jay Z; they did the song with that was a good song. Rick Ross and Drake; they always make good songs together. Mm-hmm. Now I'm putting J Cole and Twenty One Savage, mm-hmm. and then I know y'all gonna kill me for this one, but Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. Oh, Dirk. Okay. Lil Baby, Lil Dirk. Niggas cold. We live in the little dirt. I mean, little uh, baby era. So, yeah. But. Um, I think who we got past, who we wanted. And I know this is kind of changing the time a little bit. Um, when they finally released, I don't know if it was throwaways or what. That T Pain and Wayne, album, yeah. Like when they hit Spotify or whatever it hit SoundCloud about two three years ago. Like you could tell, you could tell our music was dated because it was basically from like that era, oh yeah. nine to twenty eleven and shit. But if you if you was to actually like get a twenty one and J Cole like compilation whatever, I think that'd be some of the greatest music of the year because it's like and I didn't know that somebody put me up on game that I guess J Cole be taking a lot of time out and he'll go to like studio sessions with younger rappers and just um, like mentor them and tutor them and put birds in the ear like it's like tweak this you could like. Slow down on the trailer, like just like little tidbits and shit like that. Which is funny because you know, he got a song where he said, "Who was it? NBA young boy like stood him up in the mm-hmm. studio, or some shit like that." Like you could see the maturation in Twenty One's like wordplay and delivery from like the first time he did a track with with, with Cole to now, and just like his his earliest shit. Like I always, mm-hmm. I always go back to that cipher with him, Kodak, and all the yeah. Yachty, all the other motherfuckers and shit. He don't rap like that at all now, yeah. like. And it, it took Ryan. It took Ryan like it took it took Ryan to get two years to actually give him a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Twenty One Savage fan, now. like because he can actually rap, and I didn't believe it because yeah. I, I was going off the cipher shit. Yeah. Like he nice as fuck, and you can see the implementation that J Cole has had on his like career and shit. Like he, if he's still on this track, he has the, in my opinion, he has. Like the possibility to go down is like a great list. I don't, don't want to say a top ten or, because it, like it's a lot of them, and that 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 can get subjective. Mm-hmm. But his delivery on tracks, like the 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 way he schemes his his rhymes and shit. Okay, mm-hmm. so project his career. 
Can it can he last the test test of time? 20, I, 2030, I, one. 20, 20, 2030, absolutely. Because that's ten years of blinking an eye in, in in entertainment. Like we gonna blink, it's gonna be twenty thirty five. And I still see him like being she gotta remember, Wiz came out in like oh six, oh seven. Wiz still making music today. So yeah. Like it might not be at the volume. As like in his like heyday or whatever, but then again, I can't even say that because like look at, I don't want to say Wayne, but Kanye to a lesser degree or whatever. But it's like like you got a lot of prominent acts that have been around for a decade plus, two decades plus. Like not to touch on Hove and other motherfuckers and shit, but like his projection and how I see him and where he's going. Yeah, like he twenty one got something nice. Yeah, I like twenty one as an artist and um. I think what makes people last a little bit longer these days is um, actually like um, social media. Mm-hmm. Like um, they get to showcase their personality a little bit more. Um, the memes are never all never endless. Like he got the meme where it's like a he had the, it's a knife and it's a, a sword tattoo. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. It's a knife. Yeah, then he got the one where it's like um, they were like. Batman, but like, yeah, these niggas really scared to fight because they know I beat their ass or something like that. So, you know, shit like that keep a person going. And then on top of him making good music yeah. at the same time that people like, I say, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see him lasting, like, you know, being like probably another five years, maybe, you know. You never know. I, I, I personally think you shortchange it. But yeah. again, like, that remains to be seen. Like if he drop a if he drop a compilation with J Cole, that's gonna push it further for sure. Cause mm. you know what I'm saying it's too polar. Like if you think about it, like the way oh, they, they they yeah. opposites, but you know they complement each other good. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. As far as how the songs are, y'all gonna kill me when I put this out there. Mm. But for me, J Cole is what Eminem is to a lot of other people. He got certain songs that I mm-hmm. listen to, like oh, I like this. I mean, you know, but if you're talking about me listening to a whole J Cole, and I give it a yeah. try, I mm-hmm. give it a try. But I promise you, bro, after a while, I'll be like, yeah. Hey, hey, you ain't like. Give me a little mumble rap. I, I, you, <laughs> I really, you know, give me a little mumble rap. Yeah, hey, you ain't like. I understand that because a lot of people do be like, hey, man, J Cole put me to sleep. But I've been a huge J Cole fan since the beginning, man. Yeah. Like. When he came out, he was rapping my life a little bit, you know, college and <laughs> yeah, being yeah. partying all the time. So I was like, hey, this hey, this nigga talk about what I'm going through right now, man. <laughs> yeah. Bitches, I'm trying to talk about some positive bitches trying to do some shit. And now I'm like, look, all right, man. A little bit of Huey Miss Riley, you know. I don't, you know Friday, I'll be positive. On Saturday, I'm in the club. So you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he was with me that night. This one, you're still at, still at Purdue. Um, either. Pony had a surprise. Pony Samara a fucking uh, a box. One of them had it because you know they was living together. Mm-hmm. We went to a party at their house. We was all in the room smoking and shit or whatever. And J. Cole, it was right after the album and shit came up or whatever. And I was standing there, I was like, I don't see it. Like I don't see J. Cole lasting another five to seven years because his delivery the same, his content mm-hmm. the same and all of that shit. And then out of the blue one day, he started rapping about other shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if it was right after he came to Purdue or whatever when he did that concert and shit, but it's like, I got tired of the whole backpack rap shit. Like, like I got tired of, because I'm living college right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it on songs. I'm tired of every <laughs> every album or every tape is 
um, dorms this or sneaking all in your door. Like I'm, I'm sick of the whole that whole shit because that's my reality. And then one day, legit, I, I, it had to be like I think it was 2014, Forest Hills Drive. The first album mm-hmm. he did that didn't have no features on it. It was completely different. Like his delivery was different. He wasn't rapping slow and shit no more. I'm like, okay. Let me get this shit a try. And I personally, I didn't like the album like the way everybody else did, even though it would platinum. He might have won album of the year or something like that. It was just, it was refreshing to hear him do some different shit mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I'll say that's the last CD I bought, actual CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Best Buy and bought that shit. That's the last CD I bought. Now, when you said him not switching it up, you was tired of hearing it. You know, I got to throw my boy out there because. When I say every album gonna be consistently Pablo Escobar, push. Oh, yeah. Push yeah. don't change it up for nobody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. And he's still gonna be relevant. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's only so much you can talk about selling dope. Yeah, but so, he's gonna yeah, continue to do it. That shit in every way fashionable. Yeah, and he another person who, like you say, he put out consistent music. Yeah. But the memes be funny with him too, man. The nigga said, uh, the coke whiter than Drake's the other some shit like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny yeah. man Porsche gonna give you that same same line yeah. and it's sad cause I'm gonna listen to that shit yeah. 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 I'm like say what man like, listen man, that's gonna be the best shit since I spread mm-hmm. every time we say that shit yeah. I'll be waiting for the yuck I know I'm dirty, but when he had the line about 40 with the he's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, rewind that right there. Uh, Let that ride again. Man, <laughs> How much man. time he got that man? Six, six, six. I got the double flow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You just be disrespectful. This shit was. Yeah, man. That's funny. What you man. think about, uh, like J. Cole's song, I guess the name is Think I'm Selling Dope. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Selling Dope. I didn't, I seen, I seen a live video of his, one of his uh, his concerts, man. And he played the actual footage of the SWAT running up in his crib. Did y'all yeah. see that? No, I ain't never seen it. No, yeah, yeah. If you, I think it's in the part of the video, too, but it's like they aren't actually thought he was selling dope. You know what I'm saying? Because of like how he had his people at his house and stuff. And SWAT came and raided it. Wow. Yeah. That's new to me. Just off traffic being Like, yesterday, I'm trying to listen to to J. Cole's new album. I heard the first song of J. Cole's new album. And then somehow I went into, I guess, the neighbors think I'm selling dope. And you see him on stage. Then he turned around. And on the big screen, they they show like 12 SWAT guys lined up. Wow. uh, Right up in his crib. Uh. Took the pool stick from out the pool table, out the pool table room, right? Had a little pool table room. Took the pool stick, and they like moving his cameras, his security cameras, and like making them face the wall and stuff like that, while they ransacking his crib. Ain't find nothing. Yeah, yeah. Might have to look that up. Yeah, I think because I want to say he dropped a video, like a regular video, with that being played in it. Um, but. Yeah, that was a crazy situation. I remember hearing about that when he first dropped it because, like, that's one of my favorite songs off that album. But uh, when you mentioned, listen to, like, the first song off his new album, Cameron Talking. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I was waiting for Cameron to start rapping. I thought he was gonna start rapping. I was kind of disappointed he didn't have a verse or maybe he had a verse and he took it off. But 
always wonder how, like, like, um, you know, you get artists just to speak on your stuff. Like, hey, what made them feel like, hey, man, let, let me get Cameron to talk on this. Just right. to talk on it, yeah. And yeah. come out dope, you know what I'm saying? You know I was not a Cam fan, right? You nah. Know? So I didn't Damn. like Cam, right? But then I'm, I'm, I got to keep it real. I was a big 50 fan. So mm-hmm. when 50 did the whole computers, uh, computers, computers, he computers. Did, I was like, see, I told you, I can't rap. <laughs> so, right, Cam gets ready. Nah, was it this year or was it last year where he just did the freestyle? With him and his man's outside. Oh, no, he was outside man, by a whip. Yeah. He had that Wolves jersey yeah. on. Yeah. I'm like, man, let me turn on this trash. <laughs> Before I got done, man, Cam kind of spitting them yeah. low. Like, I might have to go back and check some of this Cam out. Yeah, Smitty, like, Smitty had killed me. But I hated Cam. Like, yeah. Personally, I thought Cam was the weakest motherfucker in this. <laughs> that was a cover the rock. Man. Hey, he did though. He did low key. He if you did. listen, if y'all get a chance, they got a pub and listen to that drink champs interview, man. That's I know, I know, yeah, 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 man. But you know what it was though? It was when he did what was that? Welcome to New York mm-hmm. with, with with Hove that night or whatever. I, I forgot who. It was the Jim Jones Breakfast Club interview. It was either that or the one with Fun Flex that Jim Jones did because you know he had a rollout or something. He was doing interviews back to back, but he was like, like yeah, like. He had ran downstairs and he had told uh, Joel's write something like we finna do a song with Hope and you know at the time like they had just got to the rock and all that other shit but it was like I was always a Joel's fan like oh. to this day I still don't really think Jim Jones could rap but he made he made dope hey, ass songs. I think yeah. Jimmy was just fly to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just Jimmy, a fly like, dude. Hey, I rock with him. Yeah. Sometimes he so, can get whooped at the rough. Uh, uh, running, yeah, running, and jumping. Hey, stop But yeah, it was, I, I was never that huge of a Cam fan, but I can never take away Cam made, like, Cam made, made great man. posse records. Yeah, like, like great, like, like Sucker the Night and um, other features and shit like that. Like, Cam, on the right song, Cam would give you exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But I could never, like, Purple Haze. I think the only whole whole Cam album I ever listened to was um, Killer Season, and that was only because I had I had the DVD too. Like I I was never running to whole Cam anything because it's like ooey gooey. No, nah, I ain't. Trying to hear that shit. <laughs> I was never trying to hear that shit. Smitty was running through the hallways playing that shit. Man, cut that bullshit off. Ain't nobody trying to hear that one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish ass rap. And what's crazy is like. The one, like I was, I like Dipset. Like everybody, I feel like everybody should have liked Dipset. Like I like Dipset, but the one song was like Purple Haze from the Diplomatic album, and when um that that song made me like Cameron. But then actually, like when I got like a little bit older, I went back and listened to his older like albums before like the Rockefeller yeah. days. Like the what is the SDE? I think it's called. Like that album, Cold. Like if you listen to it from like. The intro that that's why like that J Cole intro reminded me of that time like when he did that intro so it was like damn this shit cold and um, but yeah I remember that Fifty Cent shit too mm-hmm. the computers pooping boopity boopity <laughs> I was like oh damn this nigga clown was my guy right there yeah, Fifty really was my favorite back then like I ain't gonna lie I don't know how Cameron survived rapping as long as he did. Either rap, was, either rap was in a terrible state and didn't nobody want to admit oh, it, man. or it was just on, the fact that Dipset was so 
was so polarizing. Cam that, and was that's, better that's what he, than Jiggy at one point, man. Wild as Cam was fuck. the best in the world at one point. Number one. You, know, you get your dope fresh off the boat. <laughs> off the boat. You got to. And I, I, I think all that shit. I think that's what go back to me talking about like social media to keep people around. His personality. That's, yeah. It was that. The personality that the niggas had. That's what it was. Kept them around. You know what I'm saying? Because if without that personality, they probably would have had a little run then fell off. But that personality for sure kept them up there. You know? Hey, let me ask y'all this real quick. This outside of music, but you mm-hmm. brought up paid in full. And I had this conversation. I just mm-hmm. want to see what what y'all perspective is. Mm-hmm. So, to, the, the real story of, of uh, Alpo down the yeah. So, you know, everybody with the whole Alpo is a rat, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Oh, he dirty, he killed this man, or got his man killed. Mm-hmm. Can y'all really be mad at somebody who say, I'll say take away the snitch? Mm-hmm. However you feel about that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if I'm supposed to be getting fronted mm-hmm. some work, we both got the same plug. You my man's. And then I find out that you overcharge me. Yeah. And then you lie to me. And that's what I get you for. Mm-hmm. The story, the movie is totally different from mm-hmm. what they the said. The story Say it again. So basically, they both had the same plug. It got dry out in the streets. And Alpo basically ran into his man and was like, hey, man, what's up, man? You still ain't straight? You, you still ain't got that in, you know? And his man was like, yeah, I left some for you. I left it with your man. Nah, he didn't say that to me. What they look like. He tell them how the packaging is, this, that, and the other. Alpo go. And he asks, uh, was Rich Porter. Rich Porter. Like, Hey, where you where you get that dope from? Rich Porter give him a whole nother script. Where I got mm-hmm. this from somewhere else. Yeah, you want to buy some? Here you go. He tax him, which yeah. is supposed to be his for free. He's supposed to be getting fronted. When he asks him again, he say he let it ride the first time, but it gets bought up again. And he asks him like, "Man, you sure you you still messing with your man that you say?" Rich hit him with the yeah, like, why you keep asking me that? And then he get him killed. Because this dope is supposed to come to me. You charging me for this. Yeah. You supposed to be my man. You charging me. You you doing dirty business. We supposed to be boys. Like, so he whacks. He get him whacked. Mm-hmm. Is he really wrong for that? Yeah. You I, think so? I, I looked at it like, hey, if he killed... When I first heard the story, because I, I haven't watched them videos, I was like, hey, shit. The nigga was already crazy, so... Knew this shit was coming when I heard it. When he tells the story, like, yeah, I knew this shit was coming. But then you think about it, like, damn, if y'all was really cool, cool like that, it's like, damn, beat his ass or something. But then at the same time, this nigga a stone cold killer, so that's what he gonna do. So, he beat his ass, he gonna kill you, so. Yeah. You ain't thinking that way to say, yeah. people who got money. Because it wasn't like Rich was broke. Like, yeah. Rich had that paper. Like, yeah. Alpo whole thing was venturing off, going mm-hmm. to these different spots. You know, he wanted Harlem and this and that. But when you know that this is what comes with the game, mm-hmm. and you bold enough to say, even though I'm calling you my man, I'm going to get over on you anyway. Yeah. What I know you should be fronted, just like I'm being fronted, I'm going to charge you for it. Yeah. And overprice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, dog, I forgot what it was earlier this week. But this goes back to that conversation. Well, it was, this is your button shit. 
like when you mix business and friendship, like that's a guy. No matter what business it is, but we talking about the streets right now. What dope business and shit. Like, do I blame them? No. Would I have done it? I can't say I would. I couldn't say. I can't say that I wouldn't have because I understand. Like again, like like that's a that's a dangerous game that you play, mm-hmm. and it's like like you fucking with tens of thousands, if not millions, at that point. Like I probably I don't know if I would have done it or not. Do I blame him for doing it? No, I don't because I I understand it. Like. It's you you get low, it's, you get low, it's, it's a real yeah. situation, and so me and you, it's the exact same conversation mm-hmm. that me and you had. So I told Marcus, I said, "What gets me? People still hold on to the street code, mm-hmm. and that's why I say the street mentality is the most powerful drug you could ever mm-hmm. ever be a part of. You know what comes with it. Mm-hmm. Ain't never nothing good, but you continue to mess with. It. Mm-hmm. So okay, prime example." Let's say he'd have let it ride. But he was with his man who heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's supposed to come to you. I fronted you. So now when you don't do nothing, it's the first thing your man who's in the street and a killer. Yeah. Who end up killing Rich. Mm-hmm. When he realized, oh, you ain't going to do nothing? Yeah. Now you run the risk of him saying, I'm going to get you now. Mm-hmm. Because according to the streets. If you let him stick you like this mm-hmm. and you know that he's doing it, you it was just confirmed. Mm-hmm. Everybody going to do it to you now. Yeah. Everybody going to do it to you. So, so that's what the streets going to say. But then, when you do go ahead and handle your business and you kill him, what's the first thing the streets say? Man, you stupid. That's that fucked stupid. up. You fucked up. Ain't no that. way I'd have done way that. Too far. Ain't no way. But that's the streets but, right there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So think about that. A killer that's with you Here's that your man, who you calling your boy, you get money with, all of this, has been fronted. Mm-hmm. And he ain't giving you, he charging you way more than what it costs. Mm-hmm. Then he lied to you again about it, and you let it ride. Yeah. First thing, he going to look at you and say, damn, but I thought you was a killer like me. Mm-hmm. This is the street code. You know, this is how we get down. If anybody play with us, we don't tolerate no disrespect, mm-hmm. none of that. This is how we get down. But all of a sudden, you gonna let it ride? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna stick you too. Yeah, you gotta watch. Yeah, you right. But that's what comes right. with. The that's streets. what comes with it, though, because people like um, I was watching. We always bring up the wild here. Yeah, I was watching why it's like you know people always watching you, so it's like you can't let them slide. You know, it's a slippery slope. So yeah, yeah you right. If he if, the way they was getting down, man, if he would have did, somebody else would have fucked him over. It was coming. You'd have to. It was coming. And it's always going to be like, oh, you ain't do that to what's the name? Uh, and that's our culture right there. You ain't do that to? Hey. And you right, too, because I done seen that play out plenty of times. Oh, you want, you was acting like a bitch when they was there. Now you, now you, oh, now you want to fight this. I done seen it happen between friends. Man, can I tell homies, that story? Man. <laughs> can I tell that story? Look, look, hey. Man. I'm going to tell y'all. I ain't going to put no names on it, but I'm going to tell y'all a story. And, this, and I hope that if anybody listening to this, that right. they realize Oh they are the, the, the streets as, as Troy Al say is a myth. So years ago, over ten years ago, me and a certain individual end up having an issue with each other. 
over a chick. He had a baby by this girl. I was messing with him. He didn't like it. Previous to me, she had other people she dealt with that was quote-unquote in the streets. Nothing happened between them. But then I come into the picture. I no longer stay in the hood. I'm considered the working guy. I guess basically, for lack of a better word, I'm supposed to be the pussy. Yeah. So he gonna try me. <laughs> we go out to Bennigan's. We party and having a good time. I shouldn't even been there because that's that's not even my scene. But everybody going, I'm going. Forget it. <laughs> he uses this as an opportunity to where he got that liquid courage. He got a little help. So he gonna try me. We get into a little scuffle. It wasn't even a fight, but it was a little scuffle. Mind you, he drinking. I don't drink. We know who won that. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I don't drink. I'm very sober. He tried to rob me for my chain. So anyway, to get to the part about not what happened between me and him, but just the mentality of the streets, he bust my window. When he bust my window, he did it twice. At that point, I made it clear, we ain't doing no more fighting. Yeah. I'm going to take this up a level. Because you done pissed me off. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no money to replace my stuff. You ain't even keep tearing my stuff up. So anyway, me being a young, dumb, ignorant person, because I got to put it out on my part, being a young, dumb, ignorant person, I come outside in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I got two firearms. And I'm showing them off, and I'm telling people, man, if I catch wherever it's said broad daylight, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, because I feel like I got to prove something to everybody. Mm-hmm. I got to show them that ain't nobody else going to try me. Because, again, if I let this slide, everybody else going to try it. Yeah. So there's people out there that's gassing me up. Yeah, man. Yeah, then get him. Wherever you catch him at, get him. I got a particular person that I was cool with who puts me in his car. We ride around. We gonna get him. Wherever we catch him at. Took a while, but an altercation ended up happening. Shots rang off. So, now the word has spread it that yeah. This individual has been shot. Mm-hmm. My name is everywhere. Everybody knows me. The same individual that asked me to get in his car and we going on this so-called mission calls me. I said, man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I said, what's hey. up, my boy? What's going? You know, I'm regular. What's up, my boy? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. What's oh. going on? I said, I'm chilling. What's good with you? Oh, so you ain't do nothing. He real aggressive. I'm like, ah, what? Like, what you talking about? Man, you going to jail. (laughs) You going to jail. Everybody say you did this, that man, that girl going to tell on you. My man, ain't you the same one? They had the so it, at that time you. it wasn't no it was no possibility of we when it was up. Yeah. But now that I didn't I didn't lived up to what I said, now all of a sudden you stupid. Yeah. That go to show you, don't be following what they say yeah. in the street. Stop holding on to the street code, the street ethics. All is not man. It is a myth. Because the same people that gas you up to do some nonsense is the same people that laugh at you and swear up and down. Man, it couldn't have been me. I'd have never done that. But you just told me. Bro, it killed me. But that's what comes with the streets. It's what happened. I just see the shit happen. That's where you get I just see it play out. We fall to different situations. But the battery God damn. That's, that's crazy right there. That's, yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. crazy thing is, that's how this shit be too. It's like, 
It's fucked up. You ain't it's just fucked up. You ain't have to do that. You ain't have to take it that far. You took it too far, dog. how many windows I'm going to let him bust? Bro, and and that was the thing with that situation. I didn't even let, like, the pressure of somebody telling me you need to. Mm -hmm. I made up my mind that I'm going to put an end to this. Mm -hmm. So it was to that that level. Mm -hmm. But what got me was everybody else's reaction. And these are people that's older than me. Mm Mm-hmm. They in there, yeah, man, he deserved this. Ain't no, man, he ain't try. I heard it all. He ain't try such and such. And such and such was dealing with him. And, okay, cool. Then I make good on my word. Not that I just went out looking and actually, it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. But when it actually happened, I was justified in how it happened. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing that was going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And to this day, there was never no charges. I was pointed out by him, who was the so-called street person. Claiming I'm this, I'm that. You mm-hmm. show pointed. It was him that shot me. <laughs> so let's put that out there too. When you fall on the street, cold, the same people that you think mm-hmm. live by this, they they point the finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, nobody yeah. called him no rat at the time. Everybody was still cool with it. See, I hey, this this is my first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Because yeah. this show, man, hey, I'm going to tell you something. Shots it would have been different. Night. Shots went off that night. And I bounced. Somebody else found him and called the ambulance. Mm -hmm. So I ain't going there and say, yeah, this is what happened. I was was contacted. Mm -hmm. First off, and that's a good question I want to know to this day. How do you get my number? How do officer get my number Mm -hmm. to call me and say, we got some questions. Now, I did go down there and answer the questions that was asked to me, mm-hmm. but I was pointed out. <laughs> the conversation that you and me had off air about that individual mm-hmm. way back when, the one that was, like, gassing you up, mm-hmm. it's, it's speculated that that motherfucker has been a, a rat for years. Like and I was like and I I knew that long before you and me ever had that conversation. Like so I wouldn't be shocked if mm-hmm. if they were the person that was either talking on both sides or like because it's it's speculated because I I ain't gonna go too far with it. I just like when you think of snitching and you think of that person, <laughs> they synonymous. Damn. Like, like, like they are really you ain't t- so you talking about yeah. the other yeah. you're not yeah. talking about who actually right who, okay right yeah the person that was like oh yeah you did yeah that that motherfucker I, I'm not I'm not gonna say that that's not a scenario but in this case in this case the person I had the issue with is is the one who did the no. point there was no way around it because the story that came out in the beginning was. I was drunk. I don't know how this happened to me. All I know is I was heading over there to my baby mama's house and then some random guys jumped out Mm -hmm. and they jumped me and then a gun went off. Mm -hmm. That was the initial story that was given out. Mm -hmm. From that moment, I don't know if they gave some good drugs that made this this person decide. No, I'm telling. But from the time of that initial statement to... His mother coming and family members mm-hmm. talking about it. It ended up instantly being, Will did this to me. Damn. 
you know, this is the first time I'm hearing this sound. Oh man, I'm telling you. First about, time. It's been what, 10 years? It might be a little young. Yeah, it's longer than that because yeah. I was 19. Yeah. I was 19 when that happened. I'm 33. So, yeah, yeah that was time. a long time. And, yeah. and like close people to me, you know, we've talked about it, mm-hmm. but nobody really enjoyed Like, I think people has always have mm-hmm. always wanted to ask. Yeah, like, what yeah. really happened? But I think people feel like, ah. I want to know, but I don't want to be the one to ask. If you tell it, cool. Yeah, because I only heard how it happened. And most and people don't it. even know the truth for that. Yeah, I only, yeah, that's what I said. I never, I ain't never asked either one. I was just like, what'd you, hey, you hear? What'd you hear? I heard some dudes trying to break into somebody's house. Man. So that's all I heard. Bro, listen. Hey, look, I can't be breaking into nigga's house now, nigga. When I say <laughs> it, was, it was the weirdest situation that I had ever seen in my life. So. Dealing with the with the female that I dealt with at the time, she was a chick that she was ready to go at all times. Mm-hmm. This particular day, she's super tired. Mm-hmm. Just can't stay up, nothing. Which was weird to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't play daddy, then rock the little, little baby <laughs> to sleep. I'm, you know, I'm setting it up. Mm-hmm. And wasn't nothing happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, typical guy. Ain't nothing happening. I'm out of I'm here, out. man. Yeah. And it's like two something in the morning. Hard knock at the door. And I'm talking about hard, like, I'm trying to get in here. Mind you, my car wasn't parked in the front. So, I kind of get that look like, hey, somebody beating on your door. Mm-hmm. Window get raised up. Who is it? No response. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she yelling. Who is it? Nobody saying nothing. Few minutes go by. I'm already, you know, putting on my little pants and stuff. Ain't no need for me to stick around here no more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all you hear, boom, 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 knocking on the door again, hard. So from there, I'm knowing now what this is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know who at that door. Mm-hmm. And again, who is it? Who is it? Next thing I hear, a bunch of wind downstairs. Mm-hmm. And not to like knock the person, but how you hear so much wind. Getting in the apartment fresh, there was no furniture down there. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know how our mm-hmm. buildings was. Ain't mm-hmm. nothing in there. You hear everything. It's a whole bunch of wind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, why is there so much wind in here? She like, you think somebody in here? Mm-hmm. I said, man, I know somebody in here. Mm-hmm. You ain't hear that like cracking? What it was, what we was, we didn't know what the cracking was, but it ended up being the whole screen. Being Coming pulled down. out of the yeah. window, you know how them thick springs were. Mm-hmm. So you pull them, you hear. Yeah. She like, go see. I got my daughter in here. You know, go see. I keep it real. All right, I'll go down there. All I'm letting you know is if I go see and it get real, I'ma handle it how I need to handle it. Mm-hmm. You still want me to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fine, cool. I go downstairs. I'm on my James Bond. I'm walking <laughs> down. I kind of give it because now I'm thinking in my head, okay, it sounds like somebody in here, but I don't mm-hmm. know how many. Yeah. Because I wasn't for I had an idea of who it was, but I wasn't for sure. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get down towards the last step. I kind of give it that little small peek. I don't want to just, you know, and then now you're right there. I give it the little, I don't see nobody. Mm-hmm. So I get ready to kind of like turn around, but then I realize, oh, the window is open. Yeah. The screen is out. We looking at each other face to face. Mm-hmm. We standing there, we see each other. I step back on the step. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, it's live now. Mm-hmm. Man, when I tell you, 
Stick that first leg in the door. I come back down off the step. <laughs> I line myself up like, okay, here it go. You ain't, I ain't finna go upstairs and you yeah. get the up on me. Yeah. It's like a movie to me. I'm, I'm gonna line myself as you squeezing your leg in there. Mm-hmm. Man, for the mic, something was in the brother's hand. I said, stop. Yeah. You breaking and entering. I said, stop, my brother. You attempted to charge me. I was in fear of my life. Man. And I let that thing ride Man. in defense of myself. Man. And it was what it was. Man. I bounced. Oh, man. Next thing I know, I was being questioned. Man. It's funny because I'll tell these, I was like, look, man, you can't be breaking the niggas' houses, man. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all what's interesting and looking back on the years later, I can understand. So, you know, obviously the family hated me, mm-hmm. they felt like you know, I could have caused the death or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I used to want to reach out to the family, mm-hmm. certain individuals, and say, okay, let's be realistic about mm-hmm. the situation. You had a person who was tearing up people's property. Mm-hmm. You had people in there trying to rob folks, using extra help to rob folks. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you waving firearms and you making threats of, I do this, I do that. I understand your pain of feeling like I could have lost a family member. Mm-hmm. But did you ever consider the fact that you have a family member that's out here whooping on girls, spitting on girls, jumping on people for no reason, you you recklessly shooting firearms, mistakenly hitting other people. I'm aiming for you, but then I didn't hit you. This has happened twice. You shoot a person's trunk, a bullet hits two individuals from your side of town. Just, you know, you're out of town, big lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you big vice lord, though. <laughs> but all these things happen, and there's no accountability for how this person is just out here reckless. Yeah. But then somebody defend themselves. Now you the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So I bet I basically was supposed to be like everybody else take what yeah. this person is doing and just be like, ah, oh, that's just him. Yeah. Man, please. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You just that shit catch up. But the streets is a meal. We gotta put that out there too. The streets that's, is that's a meal. That's the title. That's the title. Of this, streets this is a meal. Boy, streets is a meal. I also want to put it out after that situation happened. I never changed as to how I was. I wasn't mm-hmm. walking around like anybody could get it. And, mm-hmm. You know, I wish somebody would. It, it was none of that. It was an individual that mm-hmm. I had an issue with. I was put in a situation where I defended myself. And then I moved on past it. I wasn't out there bragging and laughing and, you know, because it wasn't a funny situation to me, uh, but it yeah. did happen and I stood on mine as a man. Yeah. And how you said, like, uh, you know, people like, yeah, man, if it was, you know, it's like, uh, what, Uncle Edward, if it was me, I would have shot his oh, yeah. oh, You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I always stood the stairs and, hey, like I said, hey, you can't break a nigga's house, man. Can't, can't get mad. Mm-hmm. You know, what should happen to you like that? I mean, Initially, seeing, I was like, damn, shit fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. Stuff, I was like, all right, man. It is what it is. You can't get mad. You can't get mad when the criminal 
go to jail for something they did. I mean, but you you know, you know what that looked like though. Like no matter no matter what they did, that's my so and so. That's my so and so. For sure. Like, for sure. Come on, like let's let's be a, like okay. I I get it when we 16, 17, 18. We're not really looking at life as an adult with kids and mm-hmm. and and shit to lose and shit that you don't worked hard for. At the end of the day. If your family member, like you said, if your family member out there wild and you ain't put a burden in his head or hurry up or whatever, eventually life will catch up with them. Like, one way or another. Yeah. Like, don't, this this sounds cliche, but don't nobody make it out of this bitch alive. Like, it's yeah. just all about how you, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I say. That's what I say. Like, um, there's certain individuals, like, you know, they are cool with them. Like, you know, I appreciate shit they might have done for me or whatever and how they always treated me but when it happens to them I'll be like hey man that's that's the part you played that's yo, what come with it that's what come with what you doing you know what I'm saying or however you move, chose to move in whatever situation you was in and you know it's, yeah it's fucked up like I just use the example like um, I my son drugs they go to jail I you the coolest person well somebody else gonna deem you as a bad person or whatever and technically you is doing some illegal shit and you know this is what comes with it and I, you know I feel bad that you go to jail but at the same time it's, or they lose their game. life out here well, doing yeah, something well, silly and stupid and, and that yeah. was a messed up situation all mm-hmm. around because a little backstory that a lot of people don't know me and this person grew up together yeah. not just oh we grew up in the same neighborhood when mm-hmm. I say this person's mom and my sister was like this. Uh-huh. That's how close it was. We all stand at my sister's house. Mm-hmm. My sister watching the brothers, the sisters, whoever. Mm-hmm. It's like that. So it wasn't just like you could see old prom pictures. Mm-hmm. Them my suits. You want my stuff. Like mm-hmm. we was cool like that. You know what I'm saying? Laughing and joking and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for it to get to the point where it's almost like because I'm dealing with a, a... I didn't go behind your back. Mm-hmm. This was a single person. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like... As we got older... We were still like this. The separation mm-hmm. became... When you feel like... I never played the Harbor Canyon thing. Mm-hmm. Never played that. I don't care where you're from. You ain't done nothing to me. I'm out of my business. Mm-hmm. If you done something to me... That's an issue between me. Not a Harbor Canyon thing. Mm-hmm. Again, that project mentality... Mm-hmm. Most powerful drill you can be on. Most of us go by it. When you was on that, I separated myself. Mm-hmm. We were still straight. What's up when I see you? But no, on the phone, none of that. So I didn't sneak you or go behind your back. This was a situation that this person liked me. Mm-hmm. Single person, I'm a single person. What's happening? Yeah. You had two other relationships before me that wasn't with this person. Yeah. You took it personal and, and made it into what it was. But why is it cool to feel like we promote, or oh, you the working guy. I'm so called in the streets. I'm going to try you because you ain't finna do nothing. Them the ones that'll get you the fastest. <laughs> Them the ones that'll get you the fastest. Yeah. We go later topic. We going to talk because it made me think about something. I'm like, it's how it be. Some hood niggas be trying to try a nigga who you think ain't like that. That's considered, like you said, the working man, the cool guy. Who don't say nothing, but look, he gonna get in your ass if you quit playing over here, man. Don't come back to his house no more for a little bit. I'm talking that <laughs> shit. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I'll tell you later.
That's how I be, man. We approached it two hours, man. <laughs> two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and tell the people where they can reach you at. Man, Facebook, Will Brown, Instagram, Clap, Mr. Class Act. That's about it, man. I do a little Snapchat, but, you know, don't really do much on that as far mm-hmm. as promoting. But Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Any last words for any of you gentlemen? Hey man, I'm gonna get up early in the morning. You know, I gotta teach this little little young long young track runner, hurdler. The 15 step rule, man. If you're trying to do the 300 hurdles, you gotta get around that that track. 15 steps from hurdle to hurdle. That's good enough to at least get you to the regional championships. If you want to win state or make it a state, you gotta make it from hurdle to hurdle in 13 steps. So I gotta teach him to open up his stride, and we gotta do that tomorrow morning, man. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Teaching the youngsters the, oh, yeah. the, the one more time for the for the for the coach who's starting in the sixth. Put her information out there. Oh, Sharon Cooper, No Limit Track Club. I'll be reaching out to her Monday morning. Calumet High School. They practice there throughout the whole summer. We used to practice at five o'clock, so I figure it's gonna be the same time this year. Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I couldn't be up early. It was a, a Saturday morning running track. Uh, couldn't have been me. I, mean, I spent plenty, yeah. of, split, plenty of Saturday. I am. That Maybe that's why I'm him like I am him now. <laughs> but, uh, oh, go ahead, Groovy. Oh, yeah, oh, shit. Just, uh, you know, stay blessed up and all that. I would definitely want to say thank you for coming through, you know, shedding light on situations and like putting us up on games, like you know, your, your your past ventures, your future ventures, and endeavors, and everything like that. Go ahead, Drew. Um, since we were talking about sports, though, and uh, people doing good things, shout out to uh, Wayman Upshaw, aka Player Sticky, for uh, getting Stick. the uh, Indiana. Stick. Indiana Rough Riders basketball traveling team together. Um, hey. They were out um, in the neighborhood, you know, collecting donations so they can, you know, get to these different events in the neighboring states to where they can, uh, you know, compete with some of the best from across the nation. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out to him for doing that, man. Way to get back to the community and show these youngsters that it's a different way, you know. Did, did he have a cash out? Um, I know he's trying to get donations. Did you have a cash? Donations. You know what? Um, I don't know. Honestly. Come on, coach. I can't. I honestly don't know. Coach but um, Sticky. you can find him. You can find him on Facebook at Wayman Upshaw. The good five thousand uh, friends. You might not be able to add him as a friend, but you can follow him because he got five thousand friends, and that's the limit you can have on Facebook. So learn some new Follow your page. So man, that's it. That's it. We got anything? I definitely appreciate you fellas letting me come through, be a part of this here. Yeah. Hopefully it don't be the last time. Yeah, man, hey. for sure. Thanks for coming through, man. We appreciate it. Um, you know, like I said, y'all can follow us. We're gonna drop um what is it? Unfiltered University on IG. And we out. <laughs>